What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Good night. Good night. This is Chris from Don't Let Good night, everyone. This is Rory from Don't Let Him Burn. How are we doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Wonderful. Ready for another right. fantastic evening of insight and sharing the things that the Lord has laid on our heart. Oh, yeah. So, first we want to let you know how to reach us. That's www.don'tletthemburn. Or you can reach us on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and, you know, just let us know your questions and your feedback. And you can also find us on YouTube. All right. So, tonight we have some interesting topics to cover, current events, Mark of the Beast, end times, the topics that some people call gloom and doom uh, to sci-fi or whatever. But these are the realities that we're facing. And like the description on the show reads, it's a silent storm brewing within the scientific community that's going to affect all of us. And this is the reality that we have to look forward to, or our kids have to look because the world is changing by the second. And we're going to look into what the Bible says about this and just give you some insight into some of the articles that we're going to read. Ready, Roy? Absolutely. I think before we uh, jump in and get started, we should just... I want to just tell people um, why we're here. Uh, The reason why we're here it's not for to build a church or to uh, or to um, have people go to a certain place to worship. The reason why we're here is that we want to share the word of God. That's the only reason. Amen. Amen. That's why we're here. Yes, indeed. 
So I'm I'm gonna have you start off on the first topic while I pull up these Bible verses. Well, um, before we even go, I just wanna yeah, just have a word of prayer, because um, we like to start off with just prayer as we get started in doing these things. Lord God, we just want to thank you and praise you for that we can come together like this, O oh Lord, and share in your word, O oh Lord God, and share with your people about the things that are coming on the face of this earth, the things that are to come, O oh Lord God. Not so much that they will lose heart, not to lose heart at all, but to now trust in the Lord, look in his word, learn from his word about the things that are to come, dear Lord God, that you will strengthen us, that you will undergird us, O oh Lord God, and that you will keep us, O oh Lord God, in the midst of everything, dear Lord God. You show us the things that you would have us to know, the things that you would have us to do. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, All right so you go and jump One to the second, yeah. Well, there are a couple of things that um, we can we'd like to talk about, but one of the things that um, comes to mind is that we just celebrated Halloween uh, over the course of the weekend. I went to had the opportunity of going to several churches and sharing, and it was just quite insightful that people learned. They learned a lot of things that they never knew before. They learned that Halloween has nothing to do with Christianity. So that's why I'm I'm taking up this this topic. Uh, Halloween just passed yesterday. And a lot of people, um, even Christians, so they say, celebrate this holiday. Or some people who love the Lord celebrate this holiday and don't even know what what it's all about. So I went sharing, and one of the first things that um, maybe we could talk about is how uh, just how uh, we looked and we saw people going about doing their thing, or some of you know. Yesterday, I saw a little kid uh, dressed up for for this this Halloween, and most people don't even know what it's about. So we still encourage you, if you want to learn about the truth about Halloween, you can go back to the last two messages that we did um, the last two weeks, and you will learn a lot about Halloween. Okay? Um, But, Chris, I came across a story about um, this gentleman that does, um, does this haunted house. That is unlike anything that people have ever experienced. Why I bring that up is because talk about Halloween. So people normally like to get scared out of their wits. And this gentleman has a business where he takes pleasure in frightening people until they can't be frightened anymore. And I was amazed at what I saw how people were signing up to go to do this thing and participate in what this man had to offer. I can't even remember the name. I have to edit. Let me get my um, information. It's called Makami Manor. 
Oh, yeah, the McKemmy Manor, yes. Man. Well, I, I actually have a what? clip to, to play about that, so you keep going. I am shocked at what I saw, that people were so, they wanted to be scared or frightened to almost the breaking point. We are now living in a world where this is what people would love to do. People, this is what they, they're doing. Um, um, this man goes and he, he, you have him sign a waiver and they, they, they just terrorize the people. And even when they say, no, no, I want to stop, you, he doesn't stop. He just keeps going, keeps going. And the the clip that I, I um, that I watched, a young lady flew all the way from Kuwait to come to this place to be frightened so much that at the end of it, she was shaking. So there are various things that are simulated in that home, and it's just just sickening to see what people are are, are doing to themselves right now. Just really sick. You want to go, Chris, and share a little bit with the clip and, and talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. This is going to be something. I mean, when I first heard about it, it was interesting and uh, kind of disturbing. But before I play the clip for the audience, remember there are many of these attractions out there. But as you'll hear in the clip, this is basically the worst one. Uh, Halloween Horror, Horror Nights has nothing on this. So we're going to play the clip and we'll talk about it. Have any of you ever been to a haunted house? If you'd like to be scared, maybe you'd be up for this. Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Machos. Welcome to Hollow Week. In San Diego, California, McCammy Manor is not your typical haunted house. Instead of seeing ghosts, employees are there to scare the crap out of you. You could be bound, gagged, drenched in blood, and terrorized for four to seven hours. If you're gay, how do you yell out your safe word? It's the world's most extreme haunted house. Sounds more sick than scary, right? They put guests through sheer terror force feeding them, riding them, shouting in their faces, shutting them in small boxes, and more. That's kind of disturbing. Sounds like they took a page out of the movie Hostel. This experience is supposed to scare you to death. So does it cost extra if you have a heart attack? If they do terrify you to that extent, then hey, at least you can't say it was false advertising. I don't know, it feels like something really bad could happen. Like say someone does have a heart attack and dies, will just think it's part of the show. Having said that, all guests are required to sign a waiver and they have a health check to make sure that they can endure the stress of such an experience. One couple decided to go there straight after their wedding because what better way to celebrate the union of marriage than by having your head put in cages full of snakes and being forced to eat rotten eggs. Not my idea of a honeymoon. Nothing about this sounds like a good time to me, but it does for a lot of other people. There's 24,000 people on the waiting list. Yes, they have a waiting list. I'd like to see who's on this waiting list. Anyone we know. Do you think you could handle a haunted house like this? I bet when people get out of there, they thank God it's over and that they're still alive. Wow, an extreme haunted house that's been in Rancho Fendesquitos 14 years will soon be moving to Illinois unless 
someone steps in to help. It is wildly popular, but new tonight, 10 News reporter Kristen Kehoe shows us why some are eager to see it go. McKinney Manor Haunted House offers an experience so intense that no one has ever made it to the end. Patrons are willingly kidnapped, put in a straitjacket, and tormented for hours. After 14 years in Rancho Pinasquito, creator Russ McCamey is moving his attraction. I'm not going to let anybody get hurt, but I am looking for those magic Kodak moments. He lost his job as a veteran's advocate at Camp Pendleton. But all this stuff has to be gone through and, and got rid of. The 27,000 people on his wait list will have to head to Illinois. I'd say without sounding stupid that we're probably the most famous haunt in the world. He was offered a free plot of land to put on his show in a city called McLeansboro. <laughs> controversy when you move by the people who live near your new spot. Probably. There's always con Yeah, all it takes is for them to look at the movies. There's already a national movement against Russ. There's a YouTube channel called Exposing McKamey Manor. They're coming here to live their own horror movie. You may be surprised to learn that it's not the people looking to be haunted who will be the most affected by McKamey Manor's move. It's actually dogs like Daisy from Operation Greyhound. Russ and his partner Carol never charged admission. Instead, they asked patrons to bring dog food to help these animals. Russ says the only way he'll stay is if someone offers him the same setup in San Diego that he's getting in the Midwest. In Rancho Pinasquitos, I'm Kristen Keogh, 10 News. Let's hope the dogs are okay. And Russ has to go. Uh, has a GoFundMe page set up. He's hoping to get help financing this move. Meantime, anybody interested in offering Russ the means to stay in San Diego can email Kristen at kristen.keo at 10 news. Yeah. So there you have the whole explanation of this horror experience. And if you want to look at what this experience is like, you could look it up on the internet. Um, if you're have a weak stomach, don't don't bother looking. So this is just showing the depravity of man and where we're going. The times we're living in where people want to see or live their own horror story. Rory? Okay, so. I would like to read a passage of scripture. Oh, okay, there you go. My, my, sorry, my, my, my mic went down. I'd like to read a passage of scripture for everyone. Okay, as we continue. Um, now the spirit Sorry First Timothy 1 4 verse 1 Timothy First Timothy 4 verse 1 Now the spirit speaks expressly That in the latter times Some shall depart from the faith Giving heed to the seducing spirits And doctrines of devils Now we are seeing that for the first time, I would say the first time, that look where people are, what are they doing? I hear people from, the, you know, I hear people far and near, friends, 
people that I work with, people that I interact with. And man, I got to go to um, a haunted house. I'm going to this haunted house. I'm going to this haunted house. I got to go do that. And I'm like, do you really know what you're doing? Why are you participating in, in glorifying death? That's what Halloween is about, glorifying death. And people are giving themselves over to seducing spirits and also doctrines of, of devils. That's frightening. We talked about it last night where the, in Deuteronomy, the, the Lord says, hey, when you go into the land, wherever it is you go, that's his people. Don't partake in anything that you see people are doing. Stay away from it. And it's it's just, it's funny to hear people, when you hear them talk, oh, yeah, I did this, I went here, I did this. And I'm not even talking about people that are living out in the world. I'm talking about people who say that they are followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. They're deceiving themselves. Definitely. And this person that runs this place, he said it wasn't always this intense. Uh, he's been in for 14 years, and according to Kemi, the owner, audiences have demanded that this becomes more intense over the years. It's also gotten more personable. A few years ago, people would start lining up outside uh, of the house at 7 a.m. because they only brought uh, through a handful of people per day. So this is just a, a thing that's that's growing, and as you see, heard from the news clip, has to move from San Diego to Illinois. But people are not liking this in their community. But the other side is, there. Are, you heard how many people are on a waiting list? Twenty-four thousand. Twenty-four thousand. Thousand. Yeah. Those people need to get saved, but you, you know, it's just it's just showing you one the sign of the times and the depravity of man. Like I said before, we're heading into a time, you know, a culture of death. And I know that everybody out there isn't as extreme as that, but it shows you where society is going, especially that it's acceptable. You know, this is stuff that causes trauma and, you know, some of the victims are speaking out. I mean, they say victim, but they did sign this waiver. But, you know, the thing is that if you want to go into an experience like this, you're opening yourself up to trauma and whatever else comes with that. You know, this one person says, um, well, the the owner, he says, they know the truth, that I have footage on everything, McKinney said. I told people they'll get cuts and bruises. It's aggressive. But these people weren't injured like they say they were. At least that's what he claims, right? And so... The, the the young lady named um sorry um M- Milligan said her experience was traumatic 
she said she gave the haunt a positive review in her exit interview. So when they go in there, they do an exit interview so they could get a video of themselves. The video, which is uh, the haunt produced and posted on YouTube, showed Milligan being pushed to the ground, pulled around by her hair, and slapped while being picked up and driven in a van to McCammy's home. Shortly after they arrive at the home, the screen goes blank, and the subtitle appears saying, I cannot show you what takes place. When the footage resumes, Milligan is lying in a freezer in a few inches of dark-colored water, blindfolded, while actors pour water over her head. Milligan appears cooperative and willing to play her part in the experience. Early in the experience, she appeared slightly defiant and even amused, then more concerned as the tour intensifies. Later in the video, another section of the footage is edited out. out. When the action resumes, Milligan is soaking wet and seems terrified. Milligan said to the video um, was edited, oh, she said the video was edited um, to hide the worst. She said the video doesn't show the part where she was forced to lie down, her hands bound in a shallow pool of water with a cage over it. The actor repeatedly pushed, pushed her head under water, her long hair wrapping around her neck, and she begged them to let her go home, she said. I'm going to die here, Milliken said. I'm going to drown. My hair is wrapping around my neck, and I started, and I start freaking out. I'm telling them I can't breathe, and they're just laughing and doing it more. Uh, but Kimmy would not confirm the existence of the cave, but he said there's a lot of water involved in the haunt, and people will feel like they're drowning. We do not waterboard. We do not even. Um, Sorry, this is written wrong. Well, we don't even kind of waterboard, he said. It's psychological what we're doing. They're safe all the time. But whether or not they're safe, this is a traumatizing experience. So, as said before, they're trying to live out a horror movie without the part of dying. But there have been people that had heart attacks and, you know, other yeah, there's one guy that had a heart attack a few years ago. Yeah. So, you know, there's um, people talking about it on the internet, and like this is like you said, this has been around for 14 years. It sounds like something new, but it's been around, you know. And one one person said, "I'm having crazy nightmares this morning based on that stupid McKinney Manor." Uh, another fan says, um, if you're a fan of personal space, I do not recommend going to McKinney Manor. And another person said, who is even messed up enough to want to run the McKinney Manor haunted house thing? Speaking of, obviously, the owner. So, And this, and this, this gentleman has right. children living in the house also. Yeah. So the kids see that. It just, it just yeah. sick me. Indeed. And 
you know, we have uh, droves of people going to all of these haunted houses, you know, horror experiences, whether it's from the the simple fear where, you know, little things touch you or whatever, or to this type of experience, every Halloween, and it's advertised making uh, loads of money, you don't hear all of the stories from the people that go into these places. A lot of them come out traumatized. But we've, we've told you time and time again on the show that there's a thing called satanic ritual abuse. And I'm not saying that this guy is in a coven or whatever. It's still satanic to me. Yeah. And, and if you're a Christian going to these things, you know, hey, I'm not you God. No part of it. <laughs> I'm not God. I I can't tell you if you're saved or not. But you should have some type of conviction towards this stuff. It, that's just how it is, you know. Uh, there's lack of spiritual growth, uh, discernment, and just plain common sense. You want the Bible tells us to guard our eyes, guard our hearts. And yet we run into these things headlong, come out traumatized, and wondering why we react to certain things the way we do. You know, go ahead, Rory. <laughs> no, I'm just when I when I saw that, like I said, I saw the uh, the clip and I the advertisement and just. Everything that um, that has taken place in that in that place. Uh, why would people want to go there? One. Why would people think that that is cool? These are the things that that um, I'm looking at, and this is this is the norm. If if we had more people that wanted to take care of this or wanted to do this, not take care of but wanted to do this, more people would line up and do it. People would actually line up to do something like this. So that means that society is looking for this. That's what's frightening. What's also frightening is that this gentleman has children that live there that are seeing these people coming in there doing all sorts of things to them. We don't know. That's so honestly, but, man. you know, there's no surprise because the Word of God talks about it. How people will, they won't go after the faith, but they will be looking out for other things or going after other things. And this is what's happening here. Yeah. And so moving right along, did you hear about uh, in 2000? Oh, this year. Uh, Morgan Freeman's granddaughter is killed by an apparent exorcism attempt. Yes. All right. <laughs> so what what struck me about the article, a few things. It says, actor Morgan Freeman's 33-year-old daughter has been killed. 
and you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this part really carefully. <laughs> because if you know about the occult and some of the Luciferian stuff, they really go off on numerology a lot. And it just it, it's just interesting to me that she's thirty three. But anyway, he says um, he's been killed in what police and witness source, sources have described as an exorcism. And, and, you know, this term exorcism could be used in many different ways. I don't use the term because I don't believe that um, the, the Catholic Churches of Christ is is is, 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 is not it's, it's it's not Christian, not a real Christian church. Okay, so let me just go ahead. The New York Post reported that Edina Hines was stabbed 16 times on Sunday on a Manhattan sidewalk, with witnesses say that her boyfriend, 30-year-old Lamar Daveport, Davenport, was r- ranting about casting out devils. George Hadaku, a witness who saw the attack from his apartment window in Washington Heights, said Davenport could ha- could be heard screaming, get out, devils. I cast you out, devils. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out. Now, seeing that right there, you might think, oh, this man might have some, you know, he might be talking about some real stuff. So anyway, it goes on. Adako called 9-11 and police found the suspect, suspected killer, I'm sorry, in the throes of a drug-induced psychosis. That That's a red flag right there. Standing above the woman's body and shouting, Jesus Christ is born. Another red flag. So police sources say that when Davenport was pulled off the body, he was still making a stabbing motion with his arm but he had nothing in his fist. The knife was jutting out of her chest. So here you go. This man. Yeah, this was... (laughs) I remember the article. It's probably about six or seven months ago. Yeah. Did this happen? Actually, August. Yeah. Okay, in August. Um, apparently Morgan Friedman would go around with this young lady. At one point, they thought um, he was actually dating her. Um, so there are a lot of pictures with him and her, even on the red carpet. And people were saying, hey, what's going on? Now, I'm just telling you because of, I think I read the same article. However, I did read the same article. However, um, this young man, um, people would, well, we know, uh, Chris, people would say, well, yeah, he's going crazy. No, no, no. They're mixed up into something else. Exactly. Because, um, you see, what people don't understand is that drugs itself is to open up the mind, to open the third eye. And he's calling on the name of the Lord, but he's also killing that's not right. Yeah. That's not that's not right at all. 
And you don't need drugs to 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 be able to seek God. Truly seek it? No. You don't need to be out of your mind to seek the Lord. Mm-mm. At all. You just need to you need to read his word. You see, that's the other thing. Many people are deceived and want to be deceived because they don't know the word of the living God. If you don't know the word and if you don't hide the word in your heart, the enemy will come and he'll trick you. And that's what's happening to a lot of people. A lot of people do this, going to these things because it gives them power. Some people talk about, yes, she was 33 years old. Some people even said um, that she was a sacrifice. That was done. I don't know about yes. all of those things, but one thing I know is that an innocent person has died. Right. And has died because of your cult. Yes. Uh, that's what we call a blood ritual. Yeah. And to move along the lines of blood ritual, uh, here, is that this happened um, October 29th. Texas woman in blood ritual while being held captive. Why are we telling you all this? Because we've talked time and time again about this on the show about the rituals, the symbols, and the things that are really going on in this world. This is not your favorite TV show. They just incorporate this stuff. This is about reality. And these things are starting to happen more frequent. And we'll talk about the frequent stuff from the Bible in a minute. So it says here, four people kidnapped a woman and held her captive for three days in San Antonio area home, forcing her to ingest drugs. There you go, drugs again. And at one point, conducting a blood ritual, a sheriff's spokesman said Wednesday. Authorities believe Mercedes Salazar, Salazar, 32, was the ringleader who orchestrated the woman's captivity, according to James Keith, spokesman for Bexar County Sheriff's Office. Salazar is being held on charges that include aggravated kidnapping, he said. Okay. The woman was abducted last month and spent most of her time in captivity tied to a chair. She told investigators she was forced to take drugs, including what was believed was heroin. Her captors also held a ceremony that Keith described as a blood ritual. It was a form of witchcraft where they cut her hair and drew blood from her, he said. It's not clear what the four were trying to achieve with the ritual, Keith said, who added, we're solely operating on what the victim told us. Authorities have not released the woman's name. Okay, so. Wow. We talk about witchcraft. We talk about satanic ritual, satanic ritual abuse. We talk about mind control, traumatic mind control, which is all over the movies and TV shows now. And And people are actually doing it. Say again. And people are actually trying to do those things. They're trying to copy these things. Mm-hmm. You know? 
we we also revealed that witchcraft is one of the fastest growing religions or the fastest growing religion in America. So I'm not surprised at nothing like this. We had four hours talking about Halloween, and that segued into what we're talking about today. So you want to know why the times were getting so dark. But Jesus had some some words to say. He said basically in the morning it will be foul weather to the day for the skies red and lowering. He tell them that they know that. They they know these things because they know when the, when it's gonna be summer fall, you know, all these things. And the next he he says, Oh ye hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky, but you you not discern. But can you not discern the signs of the time? That was his question to them. So here Jesus is telling us that we should know the season of his return. When you hear people say it's the last days, yeah, it's been decades since people have been saying that, years. But it's been getting progressively worse on every level. And yes, we are in America and we're still able to live some comfortable lives and, you know, our kids are able to go to school, but now the schools are getting worse. And there are many reasons for that. But here... times that are moving into an era that is going to bring forth what we call the newer order, the end time, the seven-year tribulation, one-world religion, one-world economy. We're going to talk about these things tonight. And I hope this information really services you to and encourage you to, to get into your word and and realize the time that we're living in. Because we could talk for hours about this this stuff. It's like it's just it's just happening so frequently. So what do you think about the one world religion? Do you think this is not gonna happen? Do you think that people that talk about this so much are wrong? Do you think there isn't any evidence out there? There's plenty of evidence. Just type in One World Religion, the interfaith movement, and you will see plenty of information come up. And and, and I'm not I'm not even talking about uh conspiracy websites or anything. I'm talking about a real movement. In nineteen um, was was it was it nineteen eighty eight, Rory, where the Pope had the uh, meeting with all the um, the religious faith, the leaders of the religious faith. Hello, all right. So I think it was nineteen eighty eight, and they came together. The witch, the 
fire worshippers, snake worshippers, everybody, Muslims, uh, so-called Christians, Catholic, you name it, they were there. And they did their little one world, ecumenical, new world order, one world religion meeting. And from there, you started seeing stuff come out about the interfaith where, or Chrislam, where we all get together and basically get rid of our differences and stand on the one banner. But all of this is going to usher in the Antichrist and the false prophets. So I'm going to play one clip, actually two, but it's the first clip. Um, that's going to give you a little insight into what just happened with the Pope. Right. I'm your host, Kevin Clarkson. and this update, I'm joined by one of my favorite guests, Pastor Billy Crone. How are you, sir? Doing great, Dr. Clarkson. Uh, great to be on. It's always fun to have you. Yeah, it's always great to be here. Always uh, get some good conversation going. Well, you've got a great uh, grasp of what's going on in the world and just your love of prophecy in general. And so uh, we wanted to talk today about the Pope's recent visit to America. Ah, uh, yes. Isn't that yeah. a hot topic? You, you've, you've looked a lot into that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What would you like to, to share with us about well, I that? i tell you what, just if people don't realize, if they weren't paying attention to the news, this is Bible prophecy coming alive. Yes. Uh, and not just uh, over in Europe. Uh, this is right here at home. And uh, what's interesting, to uh, talk about God's sovereignty, uh, was uh, preaching at a conference in Canada. And of all topics for me to preach on, one of them was the Vatican and the coming one world religion. And it wasn't just I got to preach on that. It was exactly when the Pope was over here uh, doing his visit to the United States. And uh, it was literally the day after, it was a Saturday, when I was preaching that message. That Friday, he is at uh, ground zero at 9-11, and it's all there for the whole world to see. If you understand prophecy, he is gathering all the major religions around the world. It's on tape. It's uh-huh. probably still out there on YouTube. Go look at it. And they're all basically praying and let's come together. It's this one world ecumenical thing. He just did it this time in our own uh, country. And, and it was such uh, a just to name some of those groups that were represented. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, with the the, the prayer there at the the ground zero. Uh, I mean, you had your major religion with Hinduism, you even had Judaism, you had a supposed, quote, Christian, uh, exam- you know, all the different major religions around the world were represented. And it was such a treat, uh, if you will. Uh, I had my message ready to go, but that was so hot off the press. I'm up in my hotel room, and I'm scrambling to get, to get a ready. video and insert and this and scratch my notes up and do this and pop it in there. And it was such a treat to be able to not preach about the Vatican and the one world religion. Uh, I literally had the privilege to say, and this happened yesterday. This is how fast this stuff is happening. And then what was interesting, that was a Saturday. That day, right after the Pope did that, uh, they had also in New York, they had, uh, if, if folks were paying attention, they had the Global Citizen Festival. The Global Citizen Festival. Do you think it's by chance the timing of that right oh, no. after that? No way. No, he came here to speak to the UN, and, and uh, you know the tie-in is all there, the global governance. Yeah. I know where I'd go, but I'd be interested in what biblical passages you were talking about when you were in Canada making this presentation. Well, certainly uh, dealing with uh, you know Revelation 17, uh-huh. right, Babylon, and Babylon, the whore. the whore, the harlot, and that was just you know the, the abomination and the uh, woman on the beast. Yeah, woman who rides the beast works in conjunction with the religion wo- and government, religion and government, and combining. And if you study a Roman Catholic history, that's what they've been from the get-go, from their inception. It wasn't Obviously. just that they wanted ecclesiastical control. It was also political control. 
And that was the, the great news, the freedom of the Reformation, when the Protestant church protested and broke away from that, which is our heritage, is because it wasn't just about getting away from a false system, a false teaching, and a false salvation, the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. They had control of the governments, and what they would do Absolutely. is they would hold sway, as you, I'm sure you know, uh, over the government's head. Like, okay, yeah, we're controlling the religion in you know, Western civilization, uh, and uh, you've got your own government kingdom, but if you don't do what we say, that's right. we'll withhold mass from you, and we'll do this to you. And basically, they had that same control. And that's what's interesting. You look at the Pope. He's not just going around the world, and he's not just going around the world and combining all the world's religions, and please come under our umbrella. We'll head it up for you and all this stuff. Uh, Who is he working with? He's working in conjunction, again, with the governments around Political the world. Political leaders. And I remember even before I got saved, I always found that this, this is weird, weird political behavior, right? And even in America, our presidents, when people get elected, eventually, shortly after elections, they you know either comes here or goes there. But the presidents go and visit who? Of all people on the whole planet, the Pope. I'm the going, Pope. what's that got to do with American politics? I always found that strange. But when you look at the Bible, you see that that's exactly what is needed. Uh, some sort of a false prophet type figure who's going to work in conjunction with the Antichrist and his tin horn kingdom and this one world government. It is happening as we speak. All right. Where are you there? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right. So you, you see there that when the Pope came, that did many things. And it's all going towards this movement. So when you see the signs coexist on on the bumper sticker, that is a part of this one world religion. You see the Islamic sign in there, the Star of David, so-called, the um, the cross, and many other things with inside of that coexist sticker. And remember when the Antichrist Christ comes, he will basically set up his own kingdom. And he will call himself God. He will declare himself as God. So that's why this is all being brought about. Because they're going to separate the truth from the fake. So all of the fake Christians are going to go against, go not go against, but go with it. They're going to separate the, the Muslims that stick to the Bible, not the Bible, but the Quran, and then they're going to separate those from the ones that are non-Orthodox. The same thing with with Judaism. And everybody else will just culminate for this one religion where they'll end up worshiping the Antichrist. Do you understand what this means? This is this is serious business going on right now. So I'm gonna play um another clip and, and but before I do that Remember they had this world, like a global community concert. I'm going to go into that too. So anyway, here we go. It is, and you know as an observer of American culture, it's interesting that so many liberals decry, you know, 
the church being involved in politics, and they scream separation of church and state. But we both know that throughout history and in the future, the only way a government can claim legitimacy to really control every aspect of people's lives is to make claim to some type of religion. Yeah. And the secular religion may not be, you know, Christianity. It's not. But they are going to have to embrace some type of higher authority Mm -hmm. to do what they do. Yeah. Well, and that's what was uh, uh, freaky, to use the word, the very next day when the Pope's doing that ecumenical prayer back to that Global Citizen Festival. And you got a whole new younger generation that used young artists, uh, musical artists, to whoop the crowd and that generation to a frenzy, join us in becoming a global citizen uh, with the Vatican and this one world religion and help us to eliminate poverty. And We are uh, the world. We and the same thing, but they're using the big names like Beyonce and Bono and Coldplay and this, people who are already influenced and look up to these people. And so hard after the heels when the Pope's doing his thing, oh, by the way, don't forget, let's all not just combine the religions, let's become global Citizens. It's all staged. But the thing is, it just happened. Yeah. It's happening before our very eyes, in our own country. And in Revelation, of course, chapter 13 and on, you have one world government, one world religion, one world economy. Yeah. And the Antichrist has his false prophet. Yeah. He's got to have that religious legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah, which is another thing. I mean, looking at the, uh, the um, you could see in Europe, certainly, and uh, other nations around the world, but look at the people's response to Pope Francis coming over here. Americans in the West. I know. And swooning. just going, swooning, going like a rock over this. Yeah, it's like, oh. And so here you have, if you had any doubts of some sort of a, you know, let's follow this one world ruler, political, governmental guy, and then you, here comes a false prophet who people are going gaga over and says, hey, by the way, take my advice. Uh-huh. Follow this guy. He's going to help us end poverty and bring in us age view. What an endorsement. Bill. Yeah, exactly. That's the endorsement uh, the world will be looking for. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's just fast forward ahead. We all, uh, if we know our history, we know that the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation yeah. will take place October 31st, 2017. Yeah. Big event. I don't know what you call a 500-year anniversary. Maybe there's some kind of Latin name for it. But yeah. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there are already ceremonies planned, and, and we were discussing before we take this, just to uh, repeat some of the things that you were talking about, the ceremonies and uh, on, on that date of the anniversary. Yeah, well, what's concerning is how, uh, in my opinion, the Protestant reformers who gave of their lives, who yes. were tortured, beaten, strangled, burned alive, uh, burned, thrown into rivers, drowned, uh, just so that we could have a copy of the English Bible and break away from this Roman control of uh, ecclesiastical structure. But you have people, major Protestants today, who are going back with Rome. People like Kenneth Copeland. you got people like uh, Joel Olstein. Uh, Rick Warren, we've exposed that too. His favorite show was Mother Angelica. He loves the Pope, us Christians, our Pope. It's crazy. It's all on tape. But you're seeing the major players in Protestantism going back to Rome. The Protestant reformers must be just... It's sad. It is scary. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, everything seems to be headed to the direction of the city on the seven hills yeah. that we read about in Revelation. Absolutely. And, uh, this is the day we're living in, folks. Everything is lining up, and Christ is coming back. Yeah, so Rory was having a bit of difficult... Sorry. Yeah, I just my, my mic just cut out. Can you hear right. me again now? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Yeah, yeah, my mic cut out. I'm, I'm sitting here. I wanted to say something um, after we finished playing the last video, and it was about 
this ecumenical movement. It didn't just start then. It's been going on for a long time. One, which is true. Two, he talked about some of the stars that that have been involved in it. And one of the most vivid, vivid memories I had was when they were showing um, Michael Jackson's funeral. They took all of those things because then they referred to the song that he did, We Are the World. They took all of the symbols that are supposed to be for all the religions and they were showing them in the background at his funerals, the service that they had for this, this gentleman. But yeah. this thing has not only been um, done by the popes, it's been done by here, right in the United States, by the president. When the president went to speak, he said he, after September 11th, the biggest thing he wanted to do, he wanted all the religions to come together and offer prayer. And I remember that Sunday when they were having that, that service, and you could hear all the different religions coming together. So you will see this happening more frequently over time. So when Pope Francis came here to speak, um, it did not surprise me that the, the things that he talked about was global warming, the effects that it's going to have on people, which we know there's no global, global warming. But the effects, and I've never... What, what concerned me the most, he never talks about people's spirituality in this sense. When I say spirituality, is that your spiritual life, do you know the Lord? If he is a representative of the Lord, the thing that he would be saying to people, do you know who Christ is? Do you know him for yourself? That's, that's the, the, and that doesn't happen. So there he's not a representative of Jesus Christ. The word of God says, by their fruits you shall know them. And this is not happening. That's not, that's not happening anywhere in the Roman Catholic Church. You have several different churches that are out there doing the same thing. You have the Unitarian Church. They're out there doing that. You have the Universal Church. They're out there doing that. And you have several other small organizations, both in the, um, that have churches and some on the outside. They're not necessarily a church function, but they are out there trying to knit the churches together and the synagogues and the different religious things to accomplish particular goals in in particular cities. These things started out in the 60s. They started out in the 60s. So today we have students that have graduated from college, and they're helping to get churches involved, coming together in communities, different churches or a different religious background to do certain work. And that's wrong. I have no part of that. I remember talking to a group of young people, and I was, uh, this is in um, 2008, 2007, somewhere around there, telling them about this movement and how dangerous it is for the church. And some of them were like, maybe they're just trying to to communicate the community together, and you know, I was like, "Oh my shit!" You know, so there's some the, the lack of discernment. It's like, and they're also being the, the tricked too. They're also being tricked. They're being huh? sheeple. They're being tricked. Oh yeah, like sheeple. Yeah, and it's like no one wants to offend anybody. You know, 
the Bible's clear on being separate, being holy. And this exactly. this movement is holy. Uh, to, 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 to mix up God, Jesus Christ, in with pagan idols, it's just blasphemy. But we have people that call themselves Christians moving into this 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 thing where they have community gatherings and all the faithful talk about what you know and the 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 woman in in Germany when the church over there that's dedicated to um Martin Luther they 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 wanted to have oh, yeah. a they did have it. They they bought in the the the, the, the Muslim imam to um to yeah. pray in the church. And she stood up and, and, and my, declared Jesus. And they they drug her out of the church. Is, my my question is this: I would like to see a Christian try to do that in a Muslim um church, um, a Muslim a mosque. It'll never. It you know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna say it'll never happen. You know what? What's interesting, and I don't have um, the article in front of me today, but this came to mind where there was a movement where some of the top officials in Islam were saying that them and some of the Jewish people could come together and talk peacefully about all of this that's going on. I'm not talking about Palestine and Israel. I'm talking about the, the, the whole interfaith movement. But like I said, I don't have that in front of me today. But that that was very interesting. But just to all imagine. I want you to do is deny Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what did Jesus and, and, do? Who did he offend? Who did he yeah. offend? He didn't offend anyone. He said, "Hey, the truth will set you free." That's all he did. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't hurt anyone. He didn't do any of those things. He didn't even start a revolution. All he did, that men's heart would be made free. And that's why. Yeah, so th- this is very important for you to understand that this is this is something that's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's going to make it harder for real Christians to operate and move and talk the way that we do now. Because once there's this... Um, quote-unquote, equality um, and the redefinition of religious freedom is, is 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 embedded in your society, then you will seem like the um, terrorist or, or the bad guy, basically. So watch out for this ecumenical movement within your churches. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Chrislam, and some of you haven't. But that's the thing again. What I just mentioned earlier is that Muslims and so-called Christians are coming together to have these interfaith meetings. And it's not it's not something that's going to end up to be pleasant for real Christians. And I know some of you out there are saying, oh, how can you be saying that? Or how can you say that they are not real Christians. Hey, the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. 
Exactly. And that's what I needed. Exactly. That's just plain and simple. And the, the, the two can't mix. The two cannot mix. If you come to an understanding of who Jesus Christ is, it can't mix. Because he said, and he said in the Bible, this is what he said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the church leaders at the time, I'm the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The definite article. That was used. He says, I am. And that's what they had a problem. He said, this man blasphemed. And they, that's what they had a hard time with doing, hard time understanding. Because the, their hearts were so darkened by Satan, so they couldn't see. And he called them whitewashed sepulchers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, Jesus says, what does light? have to do with darkness. When the light comes in, the darkness has to flee. It cannot mix. Oil and water. So real Christianity will never mix with something diametrically opposed to it, which is every other faith there is, which is nothing but doctrines of demons. You look, look into every single um, belief system outside of Christianity and you will see there was some weird angel so-called or a spirit guide or something that guided these people to bring these beliefs into the world. And they wrote their so-called uh, holy books, which the whole, only holy book on the planet is the Bible. Inspired by the true and living God. So worry. Next up. The mic didn't go out again, did it? All right. Looks like his mic went out again. No, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm ready for you to go into the next subject here. Okay. The next one we will talk about is... um. The next one we'll talk about is what's going on in Haiti. Okay. Today, for Halloween, one of the things that the people did is that they've gone around and they're going into um, graveyards. And when we told you that this happens all around the world, people look at the fact that we're People look at us like we were crazy when we were saying it for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You there? I think you might. It... <laughs> I think his mic went on again. So he's talking about grave, grave, people that dig up graves and they do the ritual stuff. It's all going back to witchcraft again. And we're just, we, we, you know, we've been covering this stuff a lot. And it's not craziness. I, I was told one time that in a particular belief system, 
that's connected to Santeria, that what they would do is they would dig up the bones of dead people and feed it to their demons. I don't know how all that works in the physical and spiritual realm. All I know is that that is what they do. That is what uh, a person was professing to mean because their significant other is caught up in a, 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 a religion of witchcraft and becoming a high priest. And so she, that person came from a Christian background, but they're unequally yoked with this person that's into this stuff. I mean, I don't even know if they're a true believer or not, but their background is Christianity. And so it's, they're letting out this um, information to me, and I'm like, okay. I, I didn't know exactly what to say at the time, but that's what she told me. And how the two factions uh, go against each other. It's not something that it's like good versus evil. They think they're good versus evil. But they're basically two sections of the same witchcraft element. And they use these spirits to control um, businesses and try to they say they they give good blessings to people. It's, it's a whole bunch of lies. But they've bought the lie and believe it wholeheartedly. You see people out there, the, the spiritual realm is real. If you say you believe in God, you say you believe in the devil. So the two opposing spirits. Now the devil does not have have as much power as God, he just has a smidgen. He's like a flea. God should step on him at any time. But he's allowed to do what he's allowed to do for a short time. And he knows that he has a short time. Rory, are you back? Call back in. Um, I'm not sure if he's there. Can you hear me? Hello? Please leave your right. message for... It seems like he... All right. Still gone. All right. So, understanding all of this will help you understand some of the, the, the things we talk about in the show regarding the occult um, the mystery, religion, Illuminati, and, and many other other aspects of the dark world. Amazing. You're having a lot of difficulty tonight, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Right, go ahead. Lord God, we just ask you, dear Lord God, that you cover even the very lines, oh Lord God, as we are about to speak to each other as we're doing this show. Lord God, send your angels to war now on our behalf. That people come to the understanding of who Jesus Christ is. So, Lord God, dispatch your angels now over the airways, oh Lord God, 
that we'll be able to do the work that you have called us to do for such a time as this, that lives will be saved, souls will be drawn out of the fire, O Lord God. We pray and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. All right. Man. Amen. I couldn't couldn't even call in. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, I explained a couple of things regarding to what you were talking about, so you can go ahead and finish it up. Yeah. Well, what's going on is that the the people are there they're offering drinks to the dead and they're they're bringing food and they're they're doing all sorts of crazy things um yeah. and we talked about this and they also have they also celebrate this day in Mexico so this happens so at this point in time in the year in Haiti everyone or the majority of the people they're going to the cemetery to do all these things, bringing food, looking for good spirits, looking for their, their dead relative. No, that's it. The Bible says it's appointed for man to live once, and after that comes the judgment. So there's no going back. That's it. They're separated. We're, we talked about that a few shows before where um, the, the rich man died and wanted to go back, and he couldn't because there was separation. That's why we have to make use of the time that God has given us during our lives and make it be fruitful and do what he has called us. This is why it's important. And these people are going around and doing all sorts of other things. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's amazing, but... Your recording has reached the maximum length. To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Hello, can you hear me? To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, Press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Wow. So anyway, where are you there? To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Show yet. And you know what's going on with me right now? Your message has been sent. Thank you for Boy. using T-Mobile voicemail. Goodbye. Yeah. Go ahead. What's going on with me is I didn't call anyone, right? And there's something coming up in my phone saying to leave a message and yes, the uh, same thing here. Call, yes. call to that. I didn't call anyone. And this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this, but wow. this, this, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Wow! I didn't call anyone. This is what I'm telling you. That's why I stopped, and that's why we have to pray. Yes, indeed. Yes. This is, you, you know what? You understand what I'm talking about now? These are some weird things that are going on. Weird things. Kiss. When I when I try to call back, I could call back. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's making me laugh inside. In the, in the sense of, if this has anything to do with anything spiritual, you know, they're still going to get defeated. 
you know, we've won already, so I hope that they understand that. So is there anything else on the on the um Haiti subject that you want to cover? No, I think that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to say what people were doing and what was going on there. Um, and we, this time of year, we talked about it. Uh, around the world, people are doing this. Um, so it, it's not surprising at all to see that right. that's what they're doing. And, um, yeah, that's where I was going to go because most of these rituals are secret. And that's what the occult means. Occult means secret, secret knowledge, secret, you know, and all these things. So they're not going to do these things in the open until maybe later on in in the uh, tribulation period or maybe a little bit before that where things become acceptable. Demons will be seen in the open. The veil will be taken down by the power of the Lord. And you will see demons manifest in front of you. Not 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 only to this person or that person, but they will be physically seen in the open. So the Bible says about that and, and, and these things are just rituals that these people carry on and it's just demonic and this has been going on for centuries. But there's also some activity going on in the Philippines. Yes, but before you go, let's 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 pause for a little bit and let's read some passages of scripture. All right. Ephesians five eleven says, "And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them." In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it also says in First Corinthians twenty um, ten twenty one, "You cannot drink the cup of the Lord." And drink the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord at the Lord's table and of the table of the devils. It does, doesn't work. It says here, First Peter 1, 5 to 8, be sober. Christians, be sober. Be vigilant because the, the, the devil is out there trying to see who he may devour. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are some of the things that are going on. But the Lord says his word. He says, those that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Tonight I want to say we're going to walk and we're going to continue and finish this show in the name of the Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to finish everything that it is that we have to say, that he has for us to say today. Everyone to the to the to the to the world because this is important. So we're just putting everyone on notice that this is what we're doing. This is what the Lord has called us to do, and this is what we're going to continue doing till the time He says it's up. No weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. No weapon. Amen. Continue, my brother. All right. So in the Philippines. They say that exorcism, demonic possession rising in the Philippines. Now, again, we just talked about the Catholic Church, the Pope, and uh, I told you earlier, I don't believe that um, 
uh, I don't believe in real in exorcism. I believe in casting out spirits the biblical way, right? Not rites and chants and all these other things. All you need is the name of Jesus. Put your faith into that and you can do that, right? So anyway, so let's go into the article now. It says, Pope Francis leads an open-air mass in Rizal, Rizal Park in Manila in January 18th of 2015. The Archdiocese of Manila has reportedly been forced to start recruiting new priests to deal with a three-fold increase in exorcism for the demonic possession in the Philippines. These days, we... Uh, we have around 80 to 100 cases of any at any given time. Father uh, Joe Jose wow. Francisco said he's the chief um, exorcist at the Archdiocese of Manila. He revealed that the Catholic Church is struggling to keep up with all the exorcism requests, and any diocese. Do, um, I'm sorry, many dioceses do not have an in-house exorcist. He added that this is forcing Christians, or so-called Christians, to seek out healers and occult practitioners, which, according to the chief, only attracts more demons. The priest suggested that one reason for the growth in exorcism requests is because more people are finding out about the exorcism office due to the popular national radio program, Light in the Darkness. Okay, so... There's there's a uh, this deception going on here, a duality, and we're gonna talk about that because we have to talk about what. The but 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 Chris, but Chris, yeah. even before you go there, yeah. Jesus said that when he came into the world, light shunning the heart of men. Men didn't understand it. But some, a lot of them were set free. Mm-hmm. The ones that were set free, and we just read it a while ago, you cannot sit at the table of the Lord and sit at the table of the devil. Correct. If you are in the house of God and you are possessed and continually being possessed, you need to check where you're going for to worship. <laughs> you need yeah. to check where you're going to worship There is no way That you can go in the house and worship And get up and leave And still not be changed by the word of God I'm not talking about the pastor I'm not talking about nothing else. I'm talking about by the word of God yes. That's the, the word of God Is what breaks the yoke The anointing of God Breaks the yoke Continue my brother I'm sorry yeah. uh, For the listener. Um, and, and, and some Catholics don't know much about what they're into, and others do all the way. So this isn't Catholic bashing or anything like that. It's just the truth. Catholicism is built upon paganism, idolatry, murder. They mixed in Christianity and called it universal church. That's what Catholics mean. That's what Catholics mean. To be a Catholic, you're a part of the universal church. So, as Rory read before, you cannot sit with the devil and sit at the table of God at the same time. 
It's impossible. So you're going to bring in all these exorcists to perform these rituals, and the demons are probably working with them. You know? You have a threefold increase Absolutely. of demonic activity, and they're driven to the Catholic Church. Is it, let's just say, if it was a real church, there's no other church on the planet to go to? Just this ginormous entity that is going to bring everybody into, not everybody, but um, all the religions into the one world religious movement. And what did it say? It says it's forcing some Christians, Christians, to seek out healers and occult practitioners. Well, the healers are occult practitioners anyway, but they're basically running with the, with the demon in them to go to a person that practices demonology. What sense does this make? None whatsoever. Go ahead, Rose. I'm just listening to what you're saying, my brother. Hello? This is yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm just listening to I was just listening to what you were saying. And I was trying to find um there is an organization that I know of that did an ecumenical movement. I I'm 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 just that's where I was caught up in. And I yeah. and I wanted to sh- um, show people that that's what's going on. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So it, it's um it's just getting very interesting what's going on in the world, and this is a small place, Philippines, the island, and um, but you know it's mostly Catholic also, right? It's also mostly mostly Catholic, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. <clears throat> I'm saying that look, if you're going to worship the true and living God and you're having that much issue, something is wrong somewhere. Something yeah. is wrong somewhere. Because we see throughout Scripture where God, where Jesus was at the gathering, he came off the boat and the man that was there that was possessed by demons ran up to him and said, is it time yet? We see also with the woman at the well when she was there at the well, he went and he told her things that only she knew. So that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. And and Jesus was able to cast out demons with no problem. And his, his disciples were able to do it too. Exactly. And he said it in his word, we will be able to do greater. Because he said in the last days... We're gonna pour out he's gonna pour out his spirit. That's what he said it, in his word. you know what's interesting is that there are a lot of other a lot of other people out there doing um fake deliverance, fake exorcism and all these other things too. So it's not just the Catholics, it's, it's so many other people doing it and most of them it's it's just it's just a, a cult. 
and they're yeah. they're sexually abusing women and all these things because these people believe in the the power that they think these men and women have. So, you know, let let's move on. Uh, we're because since we had all these interruptions tonight, <laughs> we're gonna um, have to go through some of the articles that are in the title here. So next we're gonna go into. Hi, Chris. Hold, 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 wait, 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 Chris. Hold on a minute. I got it. I got it. Yes, sir. I got it. Now, one of these ecumenical movements is called DART. Okay. Um, the other one, and and they go around to different churches and ask the churches to join, using the word, the the Bible. If they were going to go to um, um, a, uh, a synagogue, they would use the Torah. But they're so they've been going around the nation, and this started in the early '60s, and they've gotten a lot of churches to join this, this, and actually pay money to it to join. Uh, in Broward County, it's called Bold mm-hmm. Justice, and talk about being doing justice for people who are who are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And this is what they have done. And you can find out a lot of these a lot of these um organizations and what they do. And they are just working to bring a lot of different um churches, synagogues, um mosques together. And this is what I've seen with my own two eyes. And the Bible yeah. says we should have no, 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 um, we should not come together. No way. Yeah. There's no way. We can't yeah. do that. Our Bible. And they have organizers that go around and they will go to the elders in the church and try to get them to join. That's what I was yeah. looking for. I'm so sorry, man. Let's continue. All right. So we go from that into. The DNA. So scientists have created a new breed of stronger, faster dogs using DNA manipulation. It says if you ever read recent dystopian science fiction books as as Orion and um, the Wind Up Girl, you'd know that one of their common predictions is that in the future genetically mutated super animals will run amok. And make day-to-day life very dangerous for the world's remaining humans. Now, technology reviews bring us word that scientists in China claim to have used DNA manipulation to create a stronger, faster breed of dog that will ominously be used for various police and military operations. (laughs) The dogs have more and are expected to have stronger running ability, which is good for hunting, police, and military applications, um, says Lang, Lang Zhu Lai, a researcher with the key laboratory of regenerative biological and um, something institute, <laughs> biomedicine and health. He explained in wow. email. Although Lai and his fellow researchers don't plan to breed these super beagles for common use, their research does open the door 
for other groups to create and sell genetically modified pets. And that wow. was a picture of the dog in front of me. And it looks, to, to use the word monstrous, it, it looks like a mixture of a greyhound and maybe two other dogs. I'm not sure. But this is the way that we're going wow. in technology. And it says what's particularly creepy about the research is that I just lost the key. So it's back now. <laughs> Everything's just going crazy tonight, right? It says what's particularly creepy about the research is that it's the way that they got they, these dogs to bulk up. They intentionally injected a chemical agent into dog embryos that is designed to destroy the dog's myostatin genes <clears throat> that naturally inhabit their muscle growth. Apparently, the effects of removing this gene have been well studied, and there aren't any known adverse impacts of removing it, but it's nonetheless a wee bit disconcerting. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, again, doesn't surprise me. But when you think they're going to start um, working on humans to the point where, you know, you say, hey, I'm starting a family, but I would like to have three football players. I would like for them to be able to run fours in the hundred. You know, I'm just telling you where people's minds are. Yeah. And in in Psalm two, when it says there, you know, I've read it for a long time, and I've read it actually on the show, where it says, "Let calf their bands asunder." Now men are looking at God and saying, "You know what? Hey, let's take the bands off that you put on us. Let's take the limitations off, because now we want a, we want a faster dog, and we're going to do this. We want uh, a taller human. We're going to do this. We want to live longer." We want, to, we want to do this. We're going to tweak this in the gene pool. We're going to adjust the DNA a little bit. Wow. Yeah. And so there is movement going towards making your DNA your data. Oh, yeah. So, so to kind of illustrate this, I have two clips to play, but we're going to talk okay. about it and because we have 28 minutes left, so we're going to try to do as much as we can, okay? So, and we haven't here even seen the surface yet, Chris. Yeah, we haven't seen the surface yet. All right, ready? All right. Uh, we've been covering uh, the progress of the smart grid uh, and the cashless society coming into fruition in, the, in Canada, uh, and it, it's really speeding up. Uh, you know, between the mint chip from the Royal Canadian Mint, uh, I mean, banks making it so that you can pay for things with your smartphone, uh, polls conducted by PayPal Canada to say 53% of Canadians would prefer a cashless society. Uh, it's just really getting out of hand. Uh, it's insane. And then uh, a friend of mine out in BC. Uh, posted online a photo of an advertisement from HSBC uh, Bank. Now, here's that advertisement. 
So your DNA will be your data. What a lovely sign of the times. Uh, so this morning I have decided to do a little bit of investigating. I went into our local HSBC branch and spoke to some customer service and a manager. Uh, I as well called their 1-800 number. Uh, I spoke to another customer service rep just to kind of find out what the deal is with this. Your DNA will be your data. Well, it turns out from what they know, um, is that it's just going to be their mobile application uh, for smartphones. Uh, for the being able to use your smartphone to pay uh, for products in stores. Uh, kind of like what uh, the credit cards have done where you can just uh, tap your credit card on the reader and it makes the payment. You'll be able to do that with your smartphone instead. Uh, but the advertising, advertising in that uh, is quite telling and it's quite sickening. Uh, they're referring it to your DNA. Now, the biometric, the biometric uh, technology is already there for you to be able to pay for things with, say, a fingerprint or a retina scan. Uh, but they know if they introduce it straight like that, uh, I don't think too many people are going to go for it. If they were to come out and say all payments now by retina scan only, uh, people aren't going to rush for it. So they're doing it in incremental steps, just like everything else. Uh, first it was the tip in your debit cards and your credit cards. Then it was the, uh, the uh, tap thing with the credit cards to pay for things. I mean, you see, you can go to a Tim Hortons and see people uh, paying for a dollar fifty coffee with a Mastercard, tapping it. Uh, it's outrageous in my mind, but I mean, hey. Uh, but anyways, so it's really incrementalism, and they're going to move from that to the. Uh, smartphone applications uh, then they're going to move on from there the next step more than likely is going to be biometrics uh, it, it's just really sickening and it's getting really out of hand now the dangers of a cashless society as well let me see a bank like HSBC who just in December of 2011 was fined 10.5 million dollars for selling bonds that were no good. $300 million worth to seniors and dis disabled people. Now they were literally defrauding seniors and disabled people in the tune of $300 million. This is in England. So these are the kind of people uh, everybody's putting their trust into. Yeah. So, wow. And just in case if you heard anything in there that was, or that seems old, because right now you could use your iPhone, uh, it's, it has a biometric device in it to read your, your fingerprint. That audio is from 2012. So if you haven't heard about stuff like this before, haven't realized that it's been going on, it's been going on for a while. Now, the reason why we even played anything about that right there the H uh, Bank in, in um, Canada because my friend sent me a photo on the phone and it had this advertisement on it. But this audio we just played is from 2012. Yep. So they've been having a long time. Yeah. And so it says your DNA will be your data and then it has a finger on it 
with um, a blacked out fingerprint, like if you went to the police station. But within that, it has like a, a, a microchip within that um, fingerprint. Just to illustrate to you how the biometrics is going to be a big part of your life in the soon-to-come future. In the future. Yep. Yeah. Chris, remember we talked about we 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 talked about um, probably a a, long, a while ago um, about uh, how in the coming future or no, sorry, it wasn't present. How they could actually um, store a lot of things in your DNA. Well, I, I have or something. Store information yeah. in your DNA. Yeah, that, that's actually going to go into the next clip that we're going to play. And it, okay. that's a, perfect. perfect, because this this is where all this is going. And you wonder what this mark of the beast will be like. What will it hmm. entail? Why, why you can't buy or sell rich or poor, free or bond? There will be cause to take the mark. What will this? And it's still pointing to me. To this DNA thing and the chips and you know all in one. So anyway, let me stop wasting time here and get to the next one. All right. All the data about what makes you you is stored inside of you on DNA, and that's a lot of complex information in a very tiny space. Almost every cell in your body has a DNA strand in it, so that kind of makes DNA the ultimate storage medium. So how do I get my torrents on it? Well, you can't yet, but some scientists are actually working on just that. Nick Goldman and Ewan Bernie work at the European Bioinformatics Institute, and they managed to get all of Shakespeare's sonnets, a recording of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream, a photo of their lab, and a research paper all onto a strand of DNA that's barely visible in a test tube. And then they got a computer to play it back. How the heck did they do this black magic? Okay, well bear with me here. Binary code is all ones and zeros. Computers read this huge string of ones and zeros and they assemble it into a file. DNA is a huge string too, but instead of ones and zeros, it's chemicals, uh, guanine, cytosine, adenine, and thymine. G C A T. The guys basically just made each of these chemicals represent a one or a zero. Boom. New file structure. And because they have four building blocks to work with instead of two, they even built some redundancy into the files. So, you know, scratch a DVD or get a bad sector on a hard drive and you're toast. But by making it so no chemical ever repeats in a sequence, no two guanines in a row, for instance, if one goes bad, you can tell what's missing and replace it. And then, just to show off, they also found a way to encode it so the file is readable forwards and backwards. Well played, dudes. So how much data are we talking about here? Well, how about storing 150,000 DVDs worth of files in a space the size of your little finger? If you consider that all five seasons of Breaking Bad fit onto 22 DVDs, including extras, that is a lot of data. Now, all of the data the entire internet transmits in a month Everything everyone does on the internet fits in two pounds of DNA. Now you've got six picograms of DNA in each one of your cells. You've got an average of 10 to the 14th power cells in the human body. So you've got 600 grams of DNA in you. That's about a pound. So the amount of DNA it takes you and a friend to exist would cover roughly all of the internet activity in the world for 30 days. So obviously give me this magic hard drive, right? Well, not just yet. It costs anywhere from ten to $20,000 to synthesize DNA right now, and sequencing it costs about as much. So to be practical 
As a commercial product, we'd need the process to cost less than 1% of what it costs now. And we'd need that to happen within the next 50 years. And of course, once we've all got DNA sequencers in our house, I'm sure that we'll have bigger issues on our minds than how much music we can store on it. Like, you know, changing our own genetic makeup on the fly. Little things like that. Man, things are going to get so crazy in the next few decades. Can you say transhumanism? Wow. Amazing, huh? Yeah. We dealt with this already, man. Wow. President Eden came out and, and um, put it out that quickly. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were just talking about it without any clips or any quotes or anything like that, and you know, here it is. Look at so, what we're experiencing today. Wow. You know, there's there's a there's a the, the genetic Armageddon coming to where people don't understand how the scientific community is moving into this transhuman era to change your DNA or put that third strand or as some people say four to twelve strands just imagine exactly what humanity you see okay so, it, so it, let's pause for a minute mm-hmm. we got to look at this this is like serious here very serious mm-hmm. uh, and why I'm saying that is we talked in the past about adding that th- third strand in the DNA um, the third strand would be to enhance the human experience, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, he has uh, a bad leg. So uh, stem cell research, doing all those things, they can grow a new leg. Yeah. So they grow the guy a new leg, they can put it on. If, if they were to cut it off because it's from the same DNA, he would, he would basically just gel, lamp, just fuse together. Now we're looking at something else. We're looking at taking data from a computer and actually placing it on a person's DNA strand. Placing those memories and all of those things on a person's DNA strand. And not only that, synthesizing it. Not only that, yeah, just synthesizing because they, they have it. I just don't have the clip right now, but they have... Artificial in uh, artificial DNA that could be put yeah. inside of you with whatever. So in, in, in other words, in other words, yeah. Chris, yeah. you could have a person doing something, doing something, and they don't even understand what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You could have you could put some artificial DNA in a person, and the person could go out and. Hold up a shop, a store, yeah. and shoot some people. And we're not talking about sometime in the future. We're talking about now. Yeah. And I, I have one more clip to play on on the same issue here, but uh, this week it came out okay. about scientists have developed mini brains. What does that mean for us? We don't actually know altogether yet. But but remember that they're cloning or trying to clone. They're making genetically modified babies, genetically modified animals. So this is big. So let me uh, play this clip real quick. 
Okay. Scientists have grown tiny brains in a lab. Tell me that's not the coolest thing you've heard all day. Hey folks, you're watching D-News, and I'm Lacey Green. The art of growing human organs may sound like something straight out of a science fiction movie, but it's real, it's legit, it's alive, sort of. Researchers at the Institute of Molecular Biotechnology in Vienna have grown hundreds of small structures made out of human brain tissue, roughly matching that of a 10-week-old embryo. The pea-sized structures are called cerebral organoids, and they're the first to showcase many key features of the developing human brain. However, the regions aren't organized the same way a normal human brain is. The tissue is distributed a little differently, and it's kind of a hot mess. But hey, we're taking baby steps here. What they've so far accomplished has a lot of applications, particularly when it comes to understanding disorders and developmental issues that occur during the first stages of life. For instance, they're already looking at a brain disorder called microcephaly, where the brain doesn't grow to the proper size. The dorsal cord which is the region most affected by the disease, is conveniently very accessible to the researchers now that they're, you know, growing it. By studying the organoids made from a patient with microcephaly, we've already learned that the neurons are differentiating too soon, which may be the cause of the disease. Bam! Life-altering knowledge. So for all of this science magic, you can thank your stem cells. Those of you familiar with stem cell research know that they have the potential to turn into any body part. There are two types, embryonic and pluripotent. Embryonic stem cells are a little controversial because the 40-year-old embryo that they're taken from is destroyed in the process. Induced pluripotent stem cells are usually skin cells that are chemically reverted back to resemble the embryonic stem cells. In the case of cerebral organoids, both types of stem cells were used, although there wasn't much difference in the outcomes between the two. Growing human organs from stem cells is an area of scientific research that is really rapidly growing all around the world. In 2006, the first full organ successfully received by a human was a bladder engineered from their own cells. Various types of skin cells are regularly grown and grafted on a patient's body. Just this year, a trachea was grown and implanted into a toddler who was born without one. As we speak, scientists are growing blood vessels and veins, heart tissue, cartilage, tiny livers and lungs. That's right, folks. The future has arrived, and it is sweet. This research has the potential to eliminate so many problems with the organ shortage because we can just throw them. No more dying, waiting in line for a donor, no more sacrificing your organs to save someone. And because the organs are genetic copies grown from the patient's own cells, no more organ rejection. Science, everybody. Wow. How do you like that one? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a few books out there that talk about this stuff. Um, uh, Tom Horn's um, um, Beast Tech. And uh, Paul McGuire's, I uh, can't remember the name of the book right now, but um, it's a serious business. Yeah. And the thing is that, again, it's moving rapidly. Now, the the the, the host of these shows that just finished, just finished talking, they make it seem like it's really slow research. But if you look at the leaders of, one, the transhumanism movement, and to the scientific community, you see they're almost on the same page. This stuff is moving very fast. Yep. yep. Definitely. So Definitely. We, we need to continue we need to continue this next week. Because we haven't even touched the surface. We really haven't because there are some things that are going on. Um let, let, you wanna go over some of the topics really quickly? Yeah, go ahead. 
um, the U.S. House passes a bill to defund uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, oh, talk about the, the the different things that are going on with Planned Parenthood. Hold on a minute. Um, paying by swiping your hand has started a 2016 video that's coming up. That's what we just talked about before. Um, Germany will soon have 8 million Muslims in the country. Some of the things that have been happening in other countries where, uh, where, um, people are being raped and it's being kept under, swept under the rug. Um, there is one out this week or a couple of days ago where ISIS Muslim ran over an innocent teenage boy with a tank. Um, amazing. Um, just, just a lot of different things going on. Um, a Christian person was kidnapped before a wedding and forcibly converted. Um, converted to Islam, and she was mm-hmm. most likely raped mm-hmm. and trafficked. Trafficked. Just a lot of different things going on. I, I don't even see how you can serve a God like that, even though it's not real anyway. But you know. And on the on the same yeah on the same uh, thing we talked about, um, there is a an article here that says that um, if you downloaded downloaded an, an an app on your phone, mm-hmm. take a look and see what you actually downloaded. So I think we should talk about some of those things uh, next week. Yeah. So people will be able to 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 tune in and to see what's coming. But there's a lot of things that we we haven't done this in a while, and we have to talk about some of the things that are coming up on the face of the earth, right? That we have yeah. never it's, seen before. Especially, you know, we're we're we're, go, we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Um, 2016, next 2017, and it's already within corporate community countries and things like that. That by 2017, the explosion of RFID and tracking will be everywhere. And that was said more than five years ago. Because they're already experimenting with the new technologies within RFID, because RFID is old, but the newer technologies is is what's coming into your stores, your schools, you name it. It's already in your smartphone and a lot of your equipment already, but it's just going to set up an even tighter surveillance society. And Yep. Some of this is going to come about by something. I, I'm not going to say what, because I don't know, but let's just say a disaster, attack, or something. Hey, people are going to want this stuff. And people already want it because there's polls out there that tell you that a majority of people want the cashless society. In fact, in the clip that we played a minute ago, he said, what, 50-something percent of Canadians want a cashless ID, cashless um, society, sorry. 
So we're looking to, towards uh, a world where you will be tracked all the time, everywhere you go. And even though you're tracked already by your cell phone, it's going to get even more intrusive. And just people yep. out there, none of us here talking, none of you there listening are guaranteed to even see next year or the year after. So we're, we're giving you the Lord for yourself. But you need to know the Lord. We're just giving you the signs of the time and telling you about things to come. But beyond all of that, is the knowledge of Jesus Christ and have him in as Amen. your Savior. Turn your heart to him. It's very important right now that you heed to the spirit that's calling you. That's the Holy Spirit. And Rory, I'm going to let you go for a second. Well, you know, a lot of the things that we went over tonight is not necessarily to to frighten anyone or to make anyone scared, <clears throat> but it's to let you know the day that we're living in, um, the time that we're living in today, and the seriousness of that time, and what's actually happening in our world today. All you have to do is open the Word of God, and you'll see for yourself the things that were written over 2,000 years ago are coming about today. We're hearing of wars, rumors of wars. We're seeing the collapsing of economies. Things are, are, are coming together very nicely because, you know, the kings of the earth themselves together to plot and to plan. And more than ever today, we are seeing that with the UN. We're seeing that where... People are coming from all over and saying, hey, let's do this together. So we're looking at basically the same thing that happened on the plain of Shinar, the same thing that happened at the Tower of Babel. This is what's going on. And people, yeah. nation shall rise against nation. And it's happening today. It's happening today. And we see it. That's, it's all over. People are becoming more and more evil, more and more dark in the way they go about doing the things. And all we do is just sit here and look at the information, reading the newspaper, and turning to the Word of God. And I see for myself the importance of that and coming to have an understanding of who God is. That's all. That's all this is about. And what you need to do, we need you need to... Just listen to what the Word of God says. I can't tell you to go spend your money and buy food, buy this, buy that, buy everything else, buy ammo, buy guns. No. What I'm telling you is the most important thing you need to do is read the Word of God. Find out who He is for yourself. For yourself. And then He will lead you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will lead you to the things that you need to do, how you need to prepare your heart for this time and the time to come. Amen? 
Amen. So, we have a lot of shows planned for you. Um, touching a lot of the subjects we talked about tonight. And we have shows that are going to encourage you. Reaching out to the youth, the parents, bridging the gap, culture that our children are growing up in. Much, much, much different than you think or realize. And even 10 years ago. Yeah. Yes, yes, it worked. And 10 years is a short time. So even that is is getting worse rapidly. But do you know Jesus? You know, As a parent, do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with the children and God? This is what's important because how can you lead in the way of ways of God if you don't belong to him? Because we have, we have, you know, people pushing their children into things that the kids just don't need to be involved in. You know, I've saw, I see a little um, three-year-old the other day, face full of makeup, dressed uh expensive bag and 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 designer shoes on it's ridiculous what parents are doing to their kids and then they expect them to act a certain way when they grow up they're going to act how you train them you know i mean we already have Absolutely. a sense of nature why why make it worse so we want to thank you for listening to us yes. tonight and please Seek the Lord, because He's the only way to heaven and the only way out of this mess. That's right. That's what Amen. He said in His Word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night. Good night, everyone. What are we gonna do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said. Go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.